Hey, what's up, family? So, I'm driving home from a gig in D.C. tonight. And um, I wanted to tell you the story of how I was taken advantage of at 15. Um, What sparked this in my mind was, and this will be the podcast I do after this. What sparked this in my mind was was I was thinking about my childhood as far as uh, when I went to work and like my first job that I had and um, and then all the you know following experiences of jobs that I had and I wanted to tell you about what that was like kind of like how I how I looked at it how I viewed at it what my perspective on it was and you know it was a really fun time and I now when I look back at it I realize like some of the early seeds of uh, the signs that I was an entrepreneur um, And so I was debating about doing that first I actually was going to do that Because that goes back to when I was 14 um, And then when I got to about 15 Then I thought about this story So here I am I just wanted to tell this story first Because it was on my mind So this is how I got taken advantage of At 15 So before I tell this story um, Just a couple things to get out the way number one um just to put your mind at ease i wasn't sexually taken advantage of at 15 um so you know you don't have to (laughs) be upset about that if that might have been your thought um i was actually taken advantage of as far as money um so here's how it happened so i'm 15 and i had not my first job. This was my third job at this point, but this was like my first job making pretty decent money for 15. Um, and I was working for uh, a company. Well, I guess my second job was for a company. I guess all my jobs were for a company. But I think for the most part, this one I made the most money and it was definitely the next level as far as responsibility and that kind of thing. So I worked at Sea uh, Pride crab house in baltimore and um i'll tell you the whole story of that in the next episode but for the purposes of this podcast you know i'm working at that job and i'm 15 and the way that i got the job was i was in high school and i was actually playing football i played football in my ninth grade year for uh junior varsity and then the coaches told me that I had a starting spot the next year if I came back in my 10th grade year. And so the dilemma was play football or go find a job because I, I also wanted to start working and saving up money for my future and and all this kind of thing. So I decided to go and work. And when I got started, one of my main goals at 15, my main goal was that I was going to save up money to buy my first car and I basically was challenging myself to and really taking advantage and taking advantage of the opportunity I said you know the day that I can drive the day that I turn 16 and I have the ability to drive legally I'm gonna work really hard so that I'm driving so that I have a car the day I turn 16 and I have my license. And so this was 
Let's see, what year was this? 96? This was 96. Going to 97. And so in August of 96 was when I decided I was going to start saving up money for my job to buy a car. So when I decided this, I happened to be talking to my next door neighbor and my next door neighbor and his his family were really cool with my family, you know, and that kind of thing. Everything was cool, you know, for the most part. Neighbors, friendly neighbors. Um, so this was a guy who worked in auto parts and he owned a couple of cars that I was familiar with. And we had a cool relationship. So at some point, maybe I don't know how the conversation started. Maybe I told him my goal and I asked him about his cars because I knew he had a few cars and I might have been asking for one for sale or either he offered or mentioned it. I think he might have mentioned it. Actually, I think I told him and he mentioned it. So this person was also uh, someone who, well, I guess this led to this. So I, I think I mentioned that to him and, I, and then he made me an offer. And the offer was to sell me uh, his Mustang. And so he had a really pretty blue uh, metallic finish Mustang that I had seen before. And at this time, he didn't have it at his house, but I was aware of the car. So he told me he was going to sell me that car. And we came up with a price. It might have been like $3,000. And so, you know, I agreed. Now I'm 15. And here's what I was thinking in my mind. I had real good intentions. So I thought to myself, I'm going to save up and I'm going to buy a car at 15. And I'm not going to tell my parents because I want to surprise them. You know, I want them to be really proud of me that I saved up my money. But I wanted to be a surprise. You know, I thought it'd be pretty cool to be 16 and then all of a sudden unveil to my parents that I have a car so this guy and I agreed my next door neighbor we agreed um, that he would sell me his car and I told him yeah, I was going to keep it under wraps so the plan that we came up with was that I would give him $50 a week out of my check I told him I was going to give him $50 a week and I basically was going to pay him $50 a week from that August all the way up until my next birthday, which was in April. And I calculated it out, you know, that I would have $3,000 and, yeah, I would have me a car. So we agreed and we went forward. He would uh, pick me up from work at times. And he also would, uh, he was helping me as far as like parallel parking and driving and that kind of thing. He would let me practice with his car and go over to the local school, practice on the lot and that kind of thing. You know, everything was fine. My parents were cool with it and all that kind of stuff. Now, they didn't know I was buying a car for him. But they were cool with him helping me to drive and pick me up for work and all that stuff. So, we continue on and week after week, I'm giving him $50 a week. So, by the time we get to January or close to January, I think at this point, I might have been asking about the car, even the seated car. And at this point, the car started changing, um, meaning that, you know, at one point, 
he you know wound up telling me that the he was selling the Mustang or that or something. I can't even remember the exact details, but it went from one Mustang to the other. It went from the blue one that I knew of to this white one. And I think I had seen a white one too. But now that I think of back on it, I don't even know. They might not even been in his cars. I think they were though. But I remember seeing a white one as well. So it switched from the blue Mustang to the white Mustang. And that was that. Then somehow I wound up switching again from that to a Jeep Cherokee, a 93 Jeep, Jeep Cherokee. Now, because I'm 15, you know, and I have really good thoughts and intentions, um, and I have no reason to think that he's taking advantage of me, you know, it was all good. I'm like, cool, you know, and I like different cars. So, you know, I'm just happy to have a car. So January comes, and then things go to the next level. Now, again, I'm 15, so when you all hear this part, you might be like, you might be really, <laughs> really pissed because this would have been an obvious one, but, you know, I'm only 15, so I don't, you know, I didn't have experience. So by January, he starts telling me that, you know, we start talking about insurance, and he tells me that, you know, he has a good deal and that he's going to put me on his insurance. Now, you know, I, I didn't know how it worked then, but, you know, he's an adult. I trust him. I had every reason to. And it made sense to me. So I think what it wound up happening is I got my in- income tax back and I wound up giving him like most of my income tax. See, I was a I was a really disciplined kid. You know, you might kind of hear this as gullible, but it was really more so that I was extremely disciplined, especially around money and focus and time and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, like a really mature person, I put my tax money aside. I didn't spend it on tennis shoes and all this other stuff that a 15-year-old may spend it on. I invested it in my car, you know, and so I think I might have given him like 400 or $500 for my tax money. And then, you know, things kept going. So by the time I'm getting closer to my birthday, then all of a sudden, you know, things aren't really feeling too kosher. I haven't seen any of the cars that I've been promised and that I'm still paying for, but that I'm at least being made aware of that they're you know that these are the cars but i haven't but i've asked to see them i haven't seen any cars you know and that kind of thing and so you know at some point i start to get pretty leery you know about this didn't really feel too good so at that point i wind up maybe a couple months before my birthday i wind up telling my parents because at that point i was concerned and so my stepfather got involved my mother got involved and before you know it they they basically found out that he was taking advantage of me (laughs) this guy he wasn't working he was on disability um so he wasn't really working but this guy i guess in addition to whatever funds he got i think my my 50 dollars a week might have been in a half mile keep left at the fork to stay on i-95 north (laughs) GPS. Um, I think that I think that my fifty dollars a week was really the the main thing that sustained his life because 
he wasn't working and all of a sudden you know there was some some new things that started showing up because i you know this is the other thing i left out the equation so i was cool with him and cool with his family and also cool with his son like myself and uh and his son like we were we were really cool we used to play video games together a lot I used to hang over you know we were cool so and i was cool with his his uh you know his uh his son's mom as well but you know with that um yeah it, it was really one of those situations where all of a sudden i started noticing some new things coming up in the house some new cassette players and a big screen tv and all of this but i'm not thinking of anything of it now when my parents get involved and when they approach him about it you know he makes up all these excuses and my stepfather he realized that like you know he was taking advantage of me so i think he demanded that he give him you know that he he returned my money now at this point i had given him twenty six hundred dollars $50 $50 a week, $2,600, and one like 400 or 500 deposit. Everything else was $50. So y'all know it took me a while to, to do this. And um, when my parents basically demanded that he, he return the money or they were going to sue him because, of course, he was never supposed to make an agreement with a minor to begin with. I mean, he broke down. He broke down down crying and everything like and then he and then he made up excuses that uh he had the money but it was locked in a safe and the key lost the key and everything and he's banging on this safe at his house like it was ridiculous so at some point and i guess this must have been actually no i yeah i gotta back up i gotta back up before before i told my parents what made me tell my parents was eventually Eventually, he did produce a car, but the car that he produced was not at all the car that I was paying for, that I thought I was paying for. Um, he produced a, like, 84 Honda Civic and um, brought it to my house one day, parked it in my driveway. Now, me, <laughs> me being a 15-year-old kid and just you know young and just excited about buying a car you know i i totally accepted it i mean of course it wasn't where i started wasn't what i but it wasn't in bad shape and here's the really funny part perspective so one of my best friends his father had a uh, burgundy volvo i think it might have been a 740 maybe and I love, you know, Volvos. I love those models. I thought they were pretty cool at the time. So when I got the Civic, it was an 84 Honda Civic. When I got it, in my mind, it looked like a Volvo. (laughs) So I was just, like, enamored with the fact that it looked like my friend's, you know, father's car to me. And I mean, like, even after going through all that, at this point, I still don't know that he's taking advantage of me I mean, the car has changed, but, you know, I, I took pride in that car. That's the crazy part. So here's the wild thing. I never drove the car because when he when he brought the car to my house, again, I'm still 15. Oh, man, I missed my exit. So I'm still 15 at the time. 
um, when he brings the car to the house. And so the car is on the driveway, you know. But at this point, you know, there's no way to hide it from my parents, of course, because we have a car in our driveway that's not their car. So I told them, you know, and told them that, you know, this I was buying it from him and all this kind of stuff. Now, at the time, though, when he <laughs> the car was on my driveway and then after that it would not start i don't know if it's the battery or what but it would not start so at some point i think i just decided i wanted my money back you know because at this point i just really wasn't happy and um you know i had a substantial amount of money so my deal was you know i've got the money so now it's time to go ahead and take it and pay for something else so, I mean, as my parents would say, or as, as, as my, my older generation would say, he, he hemmed and hawed. He, he, he cried, he, all kinds of stuff. He didn't have the money, and he didn't know how he was going to get it, and all this kind of stuff. Now, I'll tell you all something funny, even though, you know, for, <laughs> for many of you, you're probably furious hearing this story. And I have to say this, and I meant to say this in the very beginning, you know, to give some kind of like pre-context i'm a very forgiving person i'm a very like i'm a very forgiving person so like i don't even hold i haven't really spoken to him we like we haven't we don't have a relationship but i don't even hold it over his head like we all do stupid stuff this is really really stupid it was definitely he was definitely an asshole for this like like really like <laughs> because you know he took advantage of a of a minor um but the point is that, you know, he, he, uh, there are a few things I laugh about with this, not because they were funny then, but, you know, in hindsight, but he came, he comes over crying, comes over going through all of this. He didn't know. So my parents are like, well, you better figure it out. And we're going to, and they gave him a window. And so I never forget a couple of days later, it's like, two o'clock in the morning and i hear some like some guys outside talking about push no move to the left move to the right okay no lift it up now set it down so i look out my window and him and two guys are rolling his big screen tv from out of his basement up across the grass and onto somebody's truck he's basically selling this stuff and it was it was so pitiful it was so pitiful but what i wound up doing you know like i said the car the car died in my driveway so at some point when i realized okay you know this mother hubbard is taking is taking complete advantage of me um at some point i had i had uh, called my buddy over my good <laughs> my closest friends and I told him the deal. And so what we decided we were going to do, since the car wouldn't start up, <clears throat> was that we were going to take the car and we were going to push the car into his driveway and just leave it. But since we couldn't get it up the driveway, we just had to block the driveway. And I already knew what was going to happen, which was that his his wife was going to come home and she was going to give his ass a fit. And that was exactly what... <laughs> what he deserves so the whole time my buddy and i are like now 
again the car didn't start so we are pushing this car back and forth and we can only turn the steering wheel but so much because <laughs> because the car you know would start so power steering wasn't working so we only cut the wheel so we're moving the car back and forth back and forth but the whole time we are laughing our asses off like we are we are in tears because we already know like i mean it's hilarious and we know what's what's gonna happen this is just gonna be so crazy so we push the car into the driveway or across the driveway and we leave the car there and you know i go in the house and he goes home i just need somebody to help me push it and so his wife comes home and i hear like three o'clock in the morning i heard scream his name like what the hell is this in my driveway and so you know after that you know eventually i got my money back eventually he coughed up the money found a way to figure it out because he didn't want to get sued he coughed up the money twenty six hundred dollars and um it was really it was really unfortunate you know it was very very unfortunate because you know, once his family found out, like, you know, everybody was pissed. He, he had no longer a place to stay. You know, it was, it was, it wasn't good. But, hey, you know, unfortunately, it was, it was something, a terrible mistake that he made. A terrible mistake doing something like that to a minor. So, altogether, he had taken $2,600 from me and produced some car that I don't even think any money went into it. You know, I, he worked in cars. I think, honestly, that this was just a car that somebody left or somebody couldn't pay the bill on, and he decided to give it to me. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's my story. I took the $2,600, and my um, stepfather went out with me and found a really nice car. It was an 88 Toyota Corolla SR5. The sports sports model that was my first car and it was a, a one owner it was a it was um an owner that you know was the, the only owner of the car so the car was in incredible it was in immaculate condition when i got it and i got it you know this is 97 um and the car was an 88 and it looked like it was the day old you know they took really good care of it so all i had to do was throw an axle on the car. Decided to fix the axle, which was nothing, because my stepfather he worked in car parts, and I was riding, I was driving, and so that was that was. I mean, the end of the story turned out well because I got my money back and I was able to still do what I needed to do, but it was so unfortunate, just you know, somebody doing that to me, especially because this was a person that I trusted. You know, and that was that was the part that was the, that was the the most hurtful, and that was the most wrong. You know, I really trusted him, and then for him to take advantage of a minor. So yeah, that was that. And my goal, like I said, my goal was the day that I turned 16, the day that I could drive, I was going to be driving. And so that's exactly what happened. My first car was a stick shift, and one of my best friends helped me to um, learn. How to drive with tough love and tough love was driving around the smallest parking lot known to humankind which is our high school parking lot <laughs> when i tell y'all like this is really funny when i tell y'all that 
So if you're in Baltimore, we were up at Milford Mill High School parking lot. And that's not really a big parking lot. And so he's teaching me how to drive a stick in a little-ass parking lot where you can't even get up to, like, gear three, you know. And so, and the rule of thumb for him was every time the car cut off, he's going to punch me in the arm. And that's how I was going to learn how to drive. And that's, and that's exactly what it was. But what's so funny is we're trying to, he's trying to teach me how to drive in a, in a parking lot where by the time you get it up the first gear, you're literally trying to turn as hard as you can to turn into a circle because you're at the end of the parking lot. So I have no idea how, I mean, eventually we didn't stay in the parking lot. We went on the street, but like, I have no idea how I learned like that, but I guess it was the punching in the arm that did it. And then we drove down to get my car, um, which was at my stepfather's job. And I drove the stick on the highway and, you know, learned. And, um, yeah, I was driving my first car that day. I had my license on the day that I was 16, April 28th, 1997. And I had a car. And so the, 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 the final aspect of the story and, and, the, and the thing that ends it off on a real comical note is that I was so young... I just like when I tell y'all it was for me it was sheerly like the it was the um, the goal you know it's just the fact that like I had never known anybody to do this that was you know my age and I just set a goal for myself I was just like I'm gonna work hard so that the day I can drive I'll be driving so I did that and I accomplished it you know I had a three thousand dollar car you know just just turned sixteen bought it myself no help. <laughs> But the funny part is I'm still so young that after this goal is accomplished, that's, that's really about it. So I, I, I drive down to my father's, um, his job to get to pick up the car. And after all this excitement and have my car, the first thing I did was drive right back home and go in the house and park the car, went in the house and play video games or something like that. Like I didn't have anything to do, you know, um, but of course, you know the next thing that happened. I realized how many friends I had, and the fact that I can now go see anybody that I wanted to. So I wound up leaving out and going to visit my friends. But I literally—it was so funny. I made a huge, mature move. Had this amazing car, but I'm so young. I like I literally have nothing to do. <laughs> so I drove the car right back home, parked it, and went in the house and watched TV. <laughs> That was really a, a really a, a funny time, but yeah, I just wanted to tell you all that and just kind of share that that personal story. The fortunate thing was, I still came out on top, and although I was taken advantage of, and although my you know my trust was broken um, by somebody, um, that was very very not you know much not good. But at the end, I still accomplished my goal and I still accomplished it in the exact same time frame so it happened to you know pan out I'm really grateful and fortunate for all the other pieces in the equation my parents at that time and the person who sold the car and everything yeah. so that's about it so yeah I'm curious what you guys think about that little story drop a line here on Facebook or Instagram whatever and um, I look forward to hearing from you alright take care Thanks a lot. Peace.